On this episode of Connected, David Danto is in Las Vegas for CES 2017. He speaks with everyone from the integration manufacturers to the world of IoT and, of course, Star Wars drones. This and more on Connected. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is is AV AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Connected, episode 11, CES 2017 in review, recorded January 2017. Connected is brought to you by our fine underwriters, companies like Draper. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Aviation TV's Connected Everything IoT. I'm your host, David Danto, here annually at the 2017 CES show. Um, lots of amazing technology that, that's going to be on display here for the next few days. Um, I'm going to try and bring you pieces of it, some long-form interviews, some short interviews, and some clips of items. Uh, definitely a lot of trends that are taking place and shaping up that are going to affect the AV and collaboration industries. Certainly uh, artificial intelligence and voice control becoming the new UI is something that's been repeated. Um, if you're familiar with Amazon Alexa or Google Home, um, uh, uh, there's estimated to be about 700 new applications for those devices available at the show this year, um, as well as some really amazing televisions. Um, LG just this morning introduced um, a wallpaper TV, two and a half millimeters or one tenth of an inch thick that mounts to the TV magnetically, and it looks awesome. It's not just a piece of garbage. It's really fantastic. So a lot of innovations, a lot of great things. Hope you'll stay with us and enjoy the show. I'm here at CES 2017 at the private Harman location where they're going to be showing some of their professional products and I'm going to get a chance to speak with Chris Backus from Harman's Professional University to tell us a little bit about what's going on with Harman, um, certainly since the announcement of Samsung and what some of their product directions might be in the future. Hi, I'm Chris Backus, and I head up product training for Harman Professional. Within that, we have a global organization of more than 60 instructors and 30 classrooms that are delivering certification training on our different uh, audio and control network AV products. And so we focus on really how to make the magic happen. Uh, And so that's what we're doing at Harman Professional University. Terrific. So what are the kind of things that we're expecting to see at CES from you guys this year? Well, Harman is showing a complete connected lifestyle, and so we're showing that entire experience from the home to the mobile to the office workplace environment and then into the entertaining spaces that we would see for maybe a a live show. Now, I understand what what Harman is and how many brands you represent, but it's not something that the everyday person understands. What are some of the brands that are involved when you talk about the name of Harman? Great question, dude. Uh, it's actually fairly large, and, and each one of those brands uh, sometimes crosses uh, lines between what we would consider our lifestyles division, which is more of your kind of your Best Buy or Fry's Electronics kind of retail, and those brands like JBL that you would see there um, also cross over into the pro line as well. So I guess I'll start with the pro line and just tell you the brands that we normally see within pro, and I'm probably bound to leave something out, but I'll just go through what we're showing here at the show. Uh, and so, and from a loudspeaker's perspective, um, we have the JBL loudspeaker, and that's in the JBL professional line. And then from a signal processing, we have BSS, as well as uh, the DBX and Lexicon products. Uh, from a mixer sound p- uh, standpoint, we're doing the Soundcraft mixer here. Uh, from a AMX video and control standpoint, we have a network AV with SVSI. Uh, and then uh, on the, uh, the lighting side, we have Martin Lighting. 
that's most of what we're showing here on the professional side, as well as AKG professional headphones. Uh, and so if we move into some of the other lifestyle products, we have the, the headphones that are being shown here from the JBL line, uh, as well as some of their mobile audio products or portable audio. Uh, we have AKG, uh, which is also a, a really uh, strong uh, player in the headphone market. Um, over on the automobile side, we're showing uh, our, um, our marine and, and um, automobile speakers from uh, things like Infinity Loudspeaker, as well as JBL branded uh, in-dash uh, electronics, as well as their speakers and their associated subwoofers. Um, and so in the connected car side, we, we have the infotainment stuff, well, some of which is, is branded Harman, but other times it's branded for the manufacturer that we're partnering with. And so we're showing both flavors of that here at the show. Uh, we also have the residential side and we have a, in our, in our booth, we have a residential vignette that is showing a little bit of uh, everything from the Harman Kardon uh, sound bar up to a JBL speaker sound bar or over into the higher end items like our Mark Levinson product. Um, the speakers that we brought with us uh, for the residential line include our JBL synthesis product as well as the, the Revel loudspeaker. Uh, and so those are really on the high end side as far as what we're showing that residential experience. And then uh, we'll move into the pro side where we already talked about some of those pro brands. So there's, there's little featurettes within our booth here that show each one of those products in their native environment and how they're used. There's been a lot of um, uh, uh, talk about the silence coming from AMX and some of the Harman companies where there haven't been as many product announcements and people are wondering what's going on with Harman. Can you speak to that a little bit? Is that something that, uh, that, that's being addressed a little bit here or that you can give us some comments about? Sure. Uh, I, I can give you Chris's take on that and, and, and what I, I see uh, as to what would reasons be for us to, to not announce that. A um, couple of key factors that have kind of all come together at the same time. Uh, so I'll try and hit on at least the top three. Um, the first of which is, is really the just the acquisition of AMX. If you're looking specifically at AMX product announcements, um, we you know had historically um, had you know, 12 to 20 product announcements per show. Uh, and, and so all of a sudden we, we kind of tapered off there. Well, why? Well, some of that it, it comes from realigning the, the product portfolio to try and have a, a strategic roadmap of where we're going to combine and, and, and the, some of the, the technologies that are within the different Harman professional platforms and, and really kind of create the products that everyone wanted whenever they heard that AMX was joining forces with Harman. And so there's a little bit of road mapping that has to happen there. And as you know, uh, some of those product development cycles have a fairly large lead time. It could be two, three years. Well, how long has that silence been? I'd say stay tuned for ISE. I think you'll start to see some product announcements. Um, a second major thing was really a shift in, in product announcements in general. Um, previously with AMX, what we would see is uh, this tendency to announce as early as we could uh, a particular product where uh, it, it may have actually been too early to announce because there were still things to figure out in the research and development side. And so as those hurdles were overcome, that just really resulted in some time delays. And so those time delays then are unfortunate because it's an announced product and people are specifying it. And then all of a sudden it's not shipping. It didn't meet the date. It slipped and then it slipped. And then eventually maybe by the next Infocom, you would see that product to actually ship, which is frustrating for everyone, not just people at Harman, but also for the folks that were counting on us to deliver that product. So with this uh, change in, in production, what we've done is really pulled back to say, we're back to 30 to 60 days before we ship a product is when we're going to announce that product. And so that's really important. So for folks in the industry, they can now see that when Harman says this is a real thing, we can count on it and start specifying it into jobs. So that's the second thing. The third thing that really kind of shook things up in terms of slowing us down from a product announcement perspective was just an internal reorganization that we, we took what used to be very siloed product management 
divisions and product engineering teams and we combined them all and we just said you are one Harman Pro product group and so what that allowed us to do is if, if the JBL team wants to talk to the Crown Amplifier team and build that technology into a speaker they can because they're all on the same engineering team and it's no longer let me figure out how to work with crown accounting to pay for these services and times as, as it goes across and as you guys can imagine what would happen in, in in larger kind of siloed companies and so we got rid of the silos and we combined all of the product engineering teams and product management into one big group there and, and so what that allows us to do is really just move faster and without all the administrative red tape that had previously been slowing down good ideas while, while we're uh, sitting here, you're hearing all the construction noise around us as the Harmony exhibit gets uh, set up. Uh, CS show opens in a couple of days. Um, how Can you talk a little bit about how you're reconstructing Harmon, um, the concept of consumerization, the concept of what you're doing with big data and with AI, and how you kind of see this pulling together in the future? Certainly. I, I think anybody that's been watching, and, and obviously in, as an internal employee, I, I watch a little bit closer to, to the larger Harmon uh, changes than, than maybe someone who would just be in the pro AV space. But um, Harman's been making a number of different uh, strategic acquisitions in, in this space. And, and some of that comes from that connected services team that I was telling you about. Um, but also uh, from even over the air security for uh, auto updates of, of auto firmware and things of that nature, we're, we're really connecting that entire ecosystem uh, and, and it, it's obviously at its core it's tied together with software and so that software ultimately yields data and so when we see our retail shopping experience here that's in the pro um, side of our, of our booth here we have a, a complete retail experience that uh, not only as a customer I would go in and just notice the, the, the different products and technology but for that store owner uh, in that, that that company, their headquarters would be looking for consumer data. They have the ability now with Harman and Harman Connected Services to actually view the data of their visitors. And, and what I mean by that is, where are people traveling in the store? What are their heat maps of the uh, of the places they're lingering? Where are they spending their time? How many button pushes are they pushing on those touch panels on the wall so that we can understand what favorite song they were gravitating towards? Or um, you know the, the Wi-Fi data that we get by just their connected device as they walk into the space and uh, have that beacon to the Wi-Fi, um, the, the wireless access point, whether they choose to join or not, right? We learn a lot about that individual, and we, we learn that, you know, maybe they're an iOS user, and we noticed at the end of the, the quarter we had way more iOS users than we did Android users. Well, how could that potentially steer a marketing campaign or, or potentially their development of a retail app uh, that they want to say, well, we definitely have more iOS users, so we need to target that app first uh, over the Android one? Just little things like that that would be important to that business owner to make really important decisions on how they proceed with their store floor layout or just what their offering is. And so there's just a number of different great data points that we can have there. And what's interesting is that's all in addition to what the pro AV space would have normally done for that retail customer, meaning they would be tracking the different uh, uptime and connectivity of devices and are, are the AV assets communicating? Well, if we understand that the AV assets are communicating, that's only part of the story. And so when we lay over the customer data of who's coming into our store, we have a lot better image of just what's happening in our environment. And that's really what Harman's all about is that connected lifestyle from home through the automobile to the workplace to the retail center on throughout the rest of our day. What about what we've been seeing lately about the idea of uh, artificial intelligence, AI, and voice control as a UI? We're starting to see a lot more word around that. People like communicating with their devices that way. Is that something that we uh, can see based on your announcements in Harman's future? 
Yes, absolutely. That's a great question, Dave. I'm, I'm actually really bullish on the whole voice control uh, phenomenon that's really kind of come up, and I'm excited to see where it's going. Harman has announced two key partnerships that, uh, that we are showing here. One is uh, with IBM Watson, and so you saw a video, I think, from their recent developer conference where we're showing that in a hospital experience uh, where patients have the ability to ask those regular customer service questions that are generally asked of a nurse or some type of caregiver uh, that could be offloaded now to Watson uh, to answer maybe when the flower shop closes or when visiting hours are and so those are really great um, I would say expansions of technology that we're now able to leverage maybe a piece of hardware that was already in the room to now take on more of that service need for that customer who in our case uh, in this example with Watson was a hospital um, we also had an announcement where we we're partnering with Microsoft to be a hardware manufacturer for their uh, upcoming Microsoft uh, speaker with uh, Cortana uh, built into it and so it's very exciting to see obviously where this is going and, and Harman is very big on voice control I, I think if we look at it from from a space voice control does not solve everything but it solves a lot of things and it's exciting to see the adoption rate of people who are not in our industry who are really just basic consumers that want to buy maybe a $49 Amazon Echo Dot and put it in their kitchen and, and start engaging with technology more so than they would have to maybe come pick up a touch panel or some other device that maybe was a little confusing or, or scary for them because they didn't know if they could break something or whatever. Now they come in and they just start asking questions of this device and, and it responds and it's so easy that the adoption rate is just huge. And so I'm very excited to be a part of that. So one of the neat things that I see in our space is that as we find ways to include AI and, and voice control, it's a pull through for the rest of our industry to, to bring the associated hardware that those devices are controlling. Obviously, you know, a $49 part doesn't get a lot of people excited, but when you install that part and then you put in the lighting control or you put in the, the different elements that are controlled by that particular item, maybe it's HVAC or, uh, or other devices, as we're showing here, some video conferencing application, uh, some hotel uh, room applications, uh, it starts to get very interesting for that integrator to see the business opportunity that this could bring to them. And, and it's all about really a pull through from the consumer side saying, I want voice control because it's easy. One of the things that was said to me a, a while ago, and it was on one of the AV Nation shows, and it just made sense, it resonated with me, was this idea of, of lag time between when I want an action to happen and then maybe pull out my phone, find the app, open the app get the action to happen. Well, I wanted that happening probably 20, 30 seconds ago, whereas I could have just said maybe Alexa or Watson. And in this case, in the booth, we're saying, hey, JBL, uh, and that's engaging the Watson client. And so I could just say it and have that action happen. And so that's pretty exciting. I will tell you, um, my family is not very technical. And it was exciting even just last week having a party with a group of friends over. My wife was proudly showing off her lighting control and saying, look, I could just say, you know, let's go to bed and everything turns off. And, and so that was interesting to see what a kind of a non-technologist take on it is. And, and so the exciting thing is just the adoption rate and what that's going to mean for our industry going forward. One more quick question. This is the first CES after the Samsung announcement that they'll be acquiring Harman. Um, any changes, any joint ventures, anything you guys are doing together on the show this year? Great question. Uh, Really, we're exhibiting there within Samsung. Obviously, Samsung displays are playing a very prominent role within our booth, but that's about where it ends. Uh, the, the, the transaction has not closed yet. We're expecting that to happen here this summer, and so the, the final date hasn't actually been announced. But once that happens, then we'll know that, uh, you know, obviously as a part of Samsung moving forward, there's a lot of exciting synergies that can happen. As a manufacturer, the, the chip side of what Samsung does is very exciting, uh, of what we can start to hopefully put into our products going forward having some synergies in, in what we do uh, from the pro side 
It's very exciting. Uh, for a long time, we've looked at where Harmon fits in, in the overall video continuum uh, from from source all the way to destination. And, and that destination part was kind of the lacking part, right? We, we, we didn't have that chain uh, or that link in the chain, I should say. And so it's very exciting now to have that final component to where we can go end to end and have a complete Harmon product and Harmon solution uh, and Samsung solution uh, for that uh, particular customer, right? And so that's very exciting for me. But much to, to come on that. We, we really haven't done anything internally until that uh, transaction closes. We won't be doing any kind of joint ventures or partnerships. It's just kind of an eye towards the future. I will say, having recently gone through the Harmon acquisition, it's um, very eye-opening to see how long these things actually take to, to come to fruition, right? And, and, and so actually see some changes. And so we're at about the two and a half year mark that AMX was acquired by Harmon. And so in that, we talked earlier about how we did an organizational change to, to change the way products are done. And that's happening kind of in little places all along the way, but it's taken at this point roughly two, two and a half years to even get where we're at. And we haven't even seen a, a kind of a uh, that combined product that we're hoping for yet, right? And so because of those product development cycles. And so if we look at it and we say, okay, this transaction is going to close next summer uh, or this June, uh, and then we fast forward a couple of years, that's when we're going to start to see some real, real benefit from this relationship. So I'm super excited about it. Samsung's very excited about it. Here at the show, we're kind of exhibiting in each other's booth, but that's where it stops. Okay, let us know um, how to find out more information about Harmon and how to get in from, how to reach you if needed. Certainly. Well, you can find Harmon at Harmon.com. If you're looking for training information, for especially on the pro side, you can find training.harmonpro.com. And if you want to email us, you can email traininghelp at Harmon.com. Thanks very much for being here. No problem, David. Thank you for having me. I'm your personal assistant at home. I learn your lifestyle to better serve you. I will start the laundry six hours later. There is a chance of rain shower today. Today, cooking is complete. Robot vacuum cleaner starts cleaning. So it's my honor and pleasure to be in the Plantronics Suite starting CES 2017 today, and I'm here with uh, with Carrie Bran and Yap Hudson. I got to make sure that I pronounce the names right. But uh, um, uh, uh, Carrie, of course, manages um, uh, new initiatives and new projects um, and uh, uh, new technology at Plantronics. And Yap is is fair to be referred to as the father of Bluetooth, um, someone who invented the technology. So I'm going to pass the microphone over to them, let them introduce themselves, say what they do, and I'll just ask them a few questions. Oh, I, I think it's, you know, Bluetooth is continuing to be more and more pervasive. Um, we're seeing a lot more uptake in devices uh, that are leveraging the technology. So um, it's easy to connect with. It's easy to have interoperability. Uh, so I, I can see that, you know, that can drive a lot of adoption and, and, and actually productization of new things. Okay. And Yop, is this something that you envisioned when you... Uh well, no, actually not. It was uh, back in 1994 when I started to think about a uh, technology like Bluetooth. And of course, uh, you have in mind certain use scenarios, but the, uh, the amount 
and the number of devices that we see now on the marketplace, it's uh, so huge, I could not envision that. But And that's also because I could not envision the fact that we would have smartphones, we would have iPads, uh, these kind of devices. They make really the enablers for Bluetooth, and it's uh, that uh, has yeah, been a drive for this uh, inc uh, uh, big increase in the use of Bluetooth. So knowing what you know now, would you have changed anything the way you started it, or were you comfortable uh, with the way you developed everything? <laughs> Well, uh, the point was when I uh, uh, created Bluetooth, one of the things that was a concern was about interference between different devices. And of course, uh, interference is more of a problem when you get more and more of uh, these devices. But as I could not foresee how much th there would be, I had to go uh, from the worst case. Uh, we are using a band where we, we knew that there were other interference as well, beside Bluetooth. So by, by using, for example, the frequency hopping technique uh, and making it very small bandwidth, I made sure that it would also survive in very hostile environments. And apparently uh, that has uh, been a good choice because uh, still now when we see that many devices and we know that they interfere with each other, we still have good performance and still uh, good uh, performance uh, in, uh, in our quality of what we uh, want to achieve. What are you working on nowadays? Well, nowadays I'm uh, working as a uh, senior expert within uh, in uh, Plantronics, as a wireless expert. I'm looking uh, not only at Bluetooth, but at all kind of different uh, technologies that are coming up, also in the IoT space. And uh, yeah, looking at what, what kind of sweet spots uh, are there, are there technologies that can overtake Bluetooth, for example, or wireless LAN or whatever. Uh, because we have to be on, on, on our toes on that, uh, of course, when new things come up uh, that can overtake our new t uh, old technology, that we have to be uh, starting to delude that them as, as well. So that is uh, the main uh, uh, the work that I've been doing uh, lately within uh, Plantronics. And Karen, you think these are going to be coming out in the next year or two? Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're definitely interested in security. I mean, when we have these you know, very personal devices that are worn on your body. We need to make sure that the data that they're transmitting is going to a place that you are comfortable with. Uh, we want to make sure that it's encrypted, uh, but we also want to make sure that it's easy to actually connect these devices together. So, and I think there's a lot of initiatives in the Bluetooth SIG and with wireless technologies in general where you can actually have uh, confidence in, in the connection and the security of the connection. Uh, I think the big problem for the IoT is once you've made that connection between two devices, is where does that data go? And I think that's a big problem uh, that you know is 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 something that is being readily tackled in industry, but it's still nascent days. Okay. So if there are people who weren't able to come to CES this year, and I know you guys haven't been on the show floor yet, yeah. but what are the kinds of things that would be your highlights and things that you're looking forward to seeing on the floor this year when you get down there? You know, I I think uh, to, to Yop's credit, I mean, when you go down to uh, the floor at CES, it is one of the most hostile environments for Bluetooth out there. You've got hundreds of thousands of these little devices and they're all working at the same time. So just walking the floor in CES is a, you know, it's, it's proof that it is scalable and can handle the density. For me, my favorite thing that I like to do is go and visit the smaller companies. So I love going to the innovation area where you've got these little startups from different countries and just seeing what's going on there. I think that for me is more rewarding than looking at the latest BMW, though I do like those as well. <laughs> Anything that you're uh, looking forward to seeing once you get down there from a technology standpoint? From a technology, you know, I, I'm really interested in, you know, how we're using voice and audio to drive the user experience. Um, I'm looking at devices that can, can take, you know, can, can make the experience very personalized for people uh, simply by talking into them. And, and we've been doing that quite a bit inside of Plantronics, but I want to see how, how the industry is embracing that. So that, that's what I'm going to be looking at. And Yap, what about you? Anything that you're interested in seeing? Yeah, well, uh, 
Last November I was inducted in the Hall of Fame of the CTA, the Consumer Technology Association that uh, creates uh, CES. And I have to confess that I've never been to a CES. Uh, this is my first time. Uh, I'm uh, very impressed by the scope, uh, what I already uh, see uh, around me, uh, although I have not been uh, there yet. So I'm uh, yeah, going to get my badge uh, in a few hours from now and I uh, start walking the floor to get uh, an impression of uh, how a CES really uh, looks like. Talk to the fridge? Yes, hi Samsung. Well, what should we ask it to do? Play Pandora. Okay, launching Pandora. Whoa, what else can we do? Show us what's inside. Let's use it for breakfast. Open recipes. Pancakes! Read recipe. Oh my god, so I'm Anthony from Sense, a Paris-based company, a startup that launches today the Sense Peanuts. The Sense Peanuts is a family of very simple and accessible devices for the rest of us. Uh, it's really simple, like you have Guard Peanuts, which is the green one. This is a smart anti-theft alarm. You can place it on your luggage, on your bike, any belongings you have and you want to protect. And if someone touches it, it plays an alarm. So if you, hear, if you are in a Starbucks, you have your laptop, you need to refill your coffee mug, then you place it on your laptop. And if someone touches and wants to steal your laptop, this will ring and you will receive a notification on your smartphone or your Apple Watch. We also have the red one, which is Thermopinet. This is a smart wireless thermometer that will measure temperature in every room you place it. So you can save energy. And this is a good bargain because this one is $29. And every of the peanuts we have is $29. This is accessible and cheap. We are announcing and introducing today Sleepinet, the blue one. Sleepinet is a smart wake-up alarm clock that you slip into your bed and it will analyze your sleep and wake you up at the right time in the morning, right before the alarm you set. So it will wake you up during a light sleep cycle, the perfect moment to wake you up and you will be refreshed and energized for all the day. And finally, we have MedPinut, which is a smart pill monitor. You can stick it on any pill boxes and it will track the movements you do. There are some algorithms inside that will detect any movement and can, can make the difference between taking the box and just taking your pill. And if you forget, if you miss your meds, it will remind it to you. This is smart. This is not just the alarm you set on your iPhone. This is very, very good to never forget again your vitamins, for instance. So the green one, Guard Peanut, Thermo Peanut, the red one are now available on SensePeanut.com and Amazon.com. Sleep Peanut is available on pre-order now on SensePeanut.com. And Med Peanut will be available later in the year. Hey, I'm Ira Hayes, founder of uh, Smart Armor. And what we do is we make portable locking systems. And what you see behind us is us pioneering in-home smart locks. And so basically what it is, it's a smart front door lock for any drawer, door, cupboard, or container. And what we found in all of our sales is that people love this product. And the reason they love it is because it's very versatile and it's also very easy to retrofit to something that currently exists. And this is our smart home display right here. So it's pretty cool. Touch screen, built a little smart home. This is where it goes. And 
these are the uh, main value points that people have really liked, which are uh, firearms, jewelry, keepsakes, medical, alcohol, nightstands, which is a real popular one in the college dorm environment, um, filing cabinets for uh, official documents, and then of course toxins for the moms and the dads out there that want a better system to secure their house. How it works basically is it utilizes just like a zip tie, a ratcheted pin system to go in, create a lock, and upon proximity, because my phone's in my pocket, I'm allowed to open it. When you walk away, it's secured. It also has tamper warnings in it. So if anyone that's not allowed access to it comes and plays with it, it will literally lock out and then send a message. And so that's what we're doing. And what we what we found is that you might have one smart door lock at your place, but people on average are buying four of these. And that's where I think a lot of the value is, is being able to secure these environments. And the other one that we're really excited about is the rental property market because people now utilize their houses to have extra income. And now instead of having to put everything in a closet or worry about all their stuff, they basically walk out of their home and it's secure. Price is $89 MSRP, 229 for three of them. And we're averaging three to four on sale. It'll be available to the public in March, but right now you can get pre-sales off of our website at smartarmorcube.com. Hi there, I'm Amir Kareem with Norton by Symantec. Uh, we're excited here to be at Pepcom to showcase our best-in-class new secure router. This is called Norton Core. And the whole idea behind this is that we all know that we have these routers in our homes today, but what we don't know is that most of these routers have known vulnerabilities and have high levels of risk, especially when you have IoT or connected devices in your home. So this is the very first route on the marketplace that essentially secures your entire network as well as all of the connected devices in your home. And, and, and one of the greatest things about the new Norton Core is not only does it deliver high level of performance that you would expect from a router, but it also delivers that secure need that you have about how do you make sure that each and every one of your connected devices isn't going to be hacked or there's going to be known vulnerabilities in that. The, one of the biggest features that we just introduced here as part of the Norton Core experience is this concept of a security score. And this is the very first router that enables the ability for when you install this road, uh, router in your home, it essentially provides you with a score of how safe and secure your network is and what are the known vulnerabilities in your home. And by, by doing so, it actually helps increase the knowledge and education around how we can improve the security uh, for all of our devices. It is actually uh, available to order, so we actually have opened up our pre-order site. Currently it's uh, on, uh, online for $199, normal price will be $279, and we're going to start shipping this in uh, early summer. So the great thing about it is the first year you get everything, the best of uh, Norton, you get network security, IoT security, we've got comprehensive parental controls, uh, as well as uh, we're actually bundling best of Norton security, so you get actually, uh, you can protect 20 devices. Uh, for the first year, and then month 13, it moves to a more of a subscription model, and then you can renew it uh, on a monthly basis for $9.99. I am Chris Orris, and I uh, represent MicroEJ. I handle their uh, PR. And this is uh, Fred Rivard, CEO of MicroEdge. Yeah, MicroEdge provides a secure layer which allows people to define a trust, trust zone uh, where you can hide uh, certificates and uh, so that you can uh, generate uh, communication, secure communication. And on top of that, uh, the layer is uh, 
something that you cannot cross. It's a virtualization layer. So it means that you can add new application. You can open your device to new application, download, etc. with a uh, uh, ultimate protection because the application won't be able to go down uh, and hack the uh, uh, security uh, transportation layer. So it means with MacroEdge OS, you have safety plus security. How, in your opinion, how at risk are we right now with the explosion of IoT devices? How big, how big a challenge, how big a risk is it out there? The, the main problem of IoT devices is the cost, designed to cost. So, uh, technically, there is no real issue. Uh, if you do things correctly, there is no issue. But you are tempted to design uh, cheaper devices and probably cut on security. Unless you have a virtualization layer, uh, your device uh, can be attacked. What do you think in terms of just the, the number of devices that are out there? How big is the risk? How, much, how exposed are we as a, as a society right now? Yeah, so that's a tough question. Yeah, uh, I would say... Um, are most of them secure? Are most of them not secure? No, all right. So most of them are not secure. And that's why most people tend to come to us. Because they want their device to be more secure, but without adding a new cost. So the market is probably, let's say, $100 for a device. And you are not able to add, uh, let's say, 50 bucks on top of that just to make it sec secure. Otherwise, you don't sell it anymore. So you need to have a solution that is able to secure, so virtualization layer, abstract, uh, which abstracts the software, and uh, still remain uh, designed to cost-oriented. We're starting to see some products at the market from some of the manufacturers um, that you can install in the home to protect your devices, gateways, routers. Why is this doing this better than using those? Uh, probably uh, some of the guys you mentioned are using our stuff already. We are pretty much in gateways, in IoT. We are getting more and more uh, markets. Uh, medical, uh, um, ho home, smart home. In Europe, we have lots of uh, devices. And uh, we are getting traction also in the US now. So probably some of the gateways you mentioned uh, use us to secure their products. What's the least expensive product I can find your software in? Something which is uh, $10, uh, ten, $10 for uh, half a million pieces. A uh, small gateway. And what's the most expensive kind of product that, that we would find your software in? Uh, uh, radar, radars, radar system. radar system. So we go from uh, and uh, autom automotive also. So basically, we are. Le let's compare ourselves as a very small Android layer, and uh, so Android is for the big uh, systems, and we do all the small systems. Roughly, we can target uh, 10 billion devices. How would somebody get in touch with your organization, your company, and find out more about what you do? How should they reach out to you? Macroedge.com. Hi, this is uh, Samir Nair from Kujo, and today I'm going to talk about Kujo, our device, right here. Uh, this is a smart firewall, and the goal for this device is to provide business-level security to the consumers at home. So, ultimate goal is to provide security for all sorts of devices that are connected on your network at home. 
may it be an IoT device, may it be a computer, your laptops, your iPhones, no matter what, as long as it's connected to the network, whether wirelessly or wired, this particular device will protect it from hacking. Any sort of malware distribution, any sort of hacking, any DDoS attacks, this uh, device looks at all the traffic that flows to those individual devices and can protect that. The first thing we'll do is, as we connect onto your network, it's very simple to plug and play. You connect it to your router, and then you will, through your app, get all the devices that are fingerprinted on this application. So you can look at this. This is our demo that we have at CES. And uh, these are all the devices that are connected to the local network we created. It has all the information about those devices and what type of behavior to expect from devices. So anytime there's an anomaly, that's when our Kujo will block that particular tunnel. The device will still be functioning. It's only the tunnel that gets blocked. And that takes care of any hacking that's happening out there. The second piece of it is we also are uh, offering parental controls this in CES at this point. So this is an example of uh, the profiles that we have created. These are examples. If you look at it, uh, this is a profile of one person. These are the devices that are associated with the person. These are the restrictions you assign to them. And you can assign restrictions like, you know, somebody is under 18, a kid, you know, no R-rated content, or they cannot stream anything, or, you know, for that reason, uh, you want to control the amount of time they spend on it. So this is the parental control aspect of uh, this we offer. What do you need to change the routers? Uh, no, you do not need to change the routers. This uh, connects to any router through uh, Ethernet wire that will be connected out there, and that's it. Uh, there are sometimes setup required for different routers, but that primarily tries to do everything plug and play. Sometimes you have to do some adjustments, but pretty much it works plug and play. So this product has been available since June of 2016. Uh, there's two models for pricing. Uh, if it's a subscription model, it's $99 for the device and $8.99 per month. And the reason we have subscription is because this is a cloud-based system. This device talks to our cloud. When it looks at a traffic, it exchanges information with the cloud and there's analysis done in the cloud. Not only that, if there's any type of attack happening in any part of the world, all that information is communicated through the cloud to all the Kujos. So there's constant data learning, there's constant update of what type of hackings are going on. So that's one model. The second model is you can buy the same product for $250 for lifetime subscription. So those are the two pricing models. And availability, you can find it in any online store, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Fry's, Target. It's available across the globe. Uh, not only in the United States, we sell it in EU, UK, Australia, New Zealand. And then we are about to enter into the brick and mortar stores right now. Hi, I'm Roy from Glide, the maker of camera. The only camera for the Apple Watch. Um, camera is built inside a band. It has two HD camera, two megapixels and eight megapixel cameras and a mic. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and a chipset that makes it uh, a very high standard photo and video camera. It's able to take photos, videos and do live streaming. Uh, we offer SDK so any app developer could integrate and have uh, an Apple Watch application that uses camera just like any phone 
Uh, so it's available for pre-sale right now. Um, and I'm not sure what's the price at this moment. Eventually it's gonna be 249. There's a heavy discount right now for pre-sale. Um, so get yours uh, before it's up. What's the website? Uh, getcamera.com, which is spelled getcmra.com. Hi, we're here from uh, CES, introducing the world's first memory, battery, LED light and wireless charging for all mobile devices. This is an Apple approved product that adds everything you ever needed to your mobile device in one compact, slick design. As you can see, the core, which houses all the electronics inside, is separated from the cover. So now you can pick the cover that fits your mobile device. It doesn't matter if it's an Android or an Apple phone or tablet, pick a color that you like and have the electronics going with you. The core houses so much power. I just added right now with my core, I added 128 gigs to my phone right now. On top of that, I get a full battery, which I used already today. On top of that, powerful light. Many we, have, we have many functions that goes along with it. And uh, this is an Apple approved product, which makes it very unique, considering that we're adding memory to Apple products, wireless charging. As you can see, we have our wireless charge pads. Any one of these charge pads that we have, you just put your phone in it and it charges it. You can get the Z-Core smart case at HelloZ.com or at your favorite department store starting January 15th. HelloZ.com. Hi, my name is Joe. I'm from Olive and Dove. We are a startup company. We make smart home security cameras. Um, one camera in particular is Remo Bell. It's a wireless video doorbell. Um, the special thing about this camera is that this camera can see outside from your door or um, and also connects to your iPhone and you can see everything that's going on through your phone so you get a live footage. But the difference between this product and a lot of other products is that it's powered by six AA batteries. Now the cool thing about this is that as it's six AA battery powered, you can place it anywhere outside of your home. You can place it next to your doorbell, on your door, or maybe in your backyard. A lot of times security is not just in the front, it's also in the back. So it's good to have that extra door, extra doorbell to kind of place outside. Um, cool. Another cool thing about this uh, doorbell is that it can have multiple viewers seeing the live stream. Now, a lot of other cameras, they can only have one viewer at a time. But if someone rings this doorbell, then anyone who has an access to this camera can view at the same time. So that's the other thing. Um, How many people can access it at the same time? There's five people that can access this camera at the same time. Uh, this camera is, is really good. It's uh, easy to install. The batteries, if you want to change the batteries, you can pop them out and then put it back in or it comes with rechargeable batteries so you can also recharge it at the same time. Sometimes that's kind of a hassle. You don't want to wait 10 hours to recharge. So six AA batteries kind of does the trick too. This camera is available at, for $199 on Amazon.com or RemoCam.com. Um, there's also some at beta stores on Santa Monica and Seattle. But if you really want to look for one, I recommend going to our website or Amazon. RemoCam.com. It's R-E-M-O-C-A-M.com. Hi, my name is Casey King, and I'm the innovation, uh, chief innovation officer at Hudley, which is a, a, a new Oslo, Norway-based uh, vision company. And I'm here with David, uh, showing him a little bit about what, we, what we're up to. We're not shipping yet, but this is, uh, I showed him the uh, Hudley Go camera. It's a very high-performance, programmable uh, camera that uh, we're really, really proud about. Um, very wide field of view, that's what you'll see immediately. 
you'll see it as, uh, you know, if you do daily stand-ups, then you'll be able to see everybody in the room. We talk about building things that, that can see, and that involves not only visual things, but also perception and, and recognition and, and a, whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of features that, that we're going to roll out in the future. It's programmable. We've got uh, over 100 features you know, as a backlog. We're going to be shipping in very soon. Uh, we're not shipping at CES, but you know, come see us at ISE and Enterprise Connect later in the year and, and, uh, and, and see more. And in, from, if you want to see more now, then go up to www.hudley.com, and you can actually pre-order the camera, and you can learn a lot more about it. So, so uh, we're here at CES. We're going to be talking at the Extreme Tech Challenge tomorrow and uh, really glad to start to show this to more people. Hi, my name's Alan Sung. I'm representing uh, IOGear. I'm the product manager for the AV category. Uh, I wanted to really quickly introduce our wireless AV solutions. Uh, we have solutions ranging from 30 feet all the way up to 600 feet. Um, but today I wanted to just quickly talk about our two newest products. We have our HDMI over power line solution, a great alternative to wireless. You can transmit up to 984 feet on, as long as you're operating on the same circuit, you can connect up to four receivers with this particular solution. Uh, great alternative to wireless users at home and existing power outlets. But um, I'd like to focus mainly on our ultra-long-range wireless HDMI DVI VGA solution. Uh, what you see here is, uh, unlike our other solutions, you're able to, to select the transmitter and receiver that you need for your environment. We offer VGA, DVI, HDMI. You select um, the transmitter and the receiver, purchase them separately. They uh, will be retailing for MSRP of $249.95, transmit up to 600 feet, line of sight. Uh, we got a- 500 bucks per pair, exactly. And we, we just got a CES Innovation Award for this particular product. We revamped the tooling, like, make it look a little more sleek. Um, and like I said, the, the, the best features about it, you can mix and match the transmitter and receiver and the transmission distance of 600 feet. Great for applications with uh, large environments, uh, auditoriums, um, anywhere, uh, con outdoor concert venues, anywhere where you need to take video and audio stretch. It, it does support HDCP as well and IR as well. Um, you, this, will be, this is a new product we'll be launching in Q1, so look out for it on our iogear, www.iogear.com. I'm here at CES 2017. At CES 2016, I saw a demo of a prototype of this product, the TouchJet Wave, um, and it's my pleasure to be here with the company's CEO, Helen Thomas, and have her tell us a little bit about uh, the product and how it's on the market and how she got to where she is. Nice, nice to see you again, Dave, and uh, I'm really happy now that the product uh, is manufactured and we're shipping um, in the US and Europe. Um, this is the TouchJet Wave. Uh, what it does is it adds an Android uh, tablet on a big TV, uh, as big as 65 inch. Uh, so all you need to do is, it's very simple. This is all in one, and you basically uh, put it on top of the TV in the center. There is a laser beam that would enable you to use your finger, not stylus, use your finger, 
and uh, and touch the TV and basically do everything you can do just like on iPad or iPhone. Um, just a, a little bit more detail, this is infrared camera that detects um, the finger or you can use any stylus act actually if you don't want to get your TV dirty. So this is very exciting and it's only $299 at the Best Buy. Um, so once again, thank you for having me and we're very excited that the product is actually in the market now. If someone wants more information, how do they find out more information? Go to touchjet.com. That's it for this episode of Aviation TV's Connected. Again, I'm your host, David Danto. It's been a pleasure having you join me and see everything that happened at CES this year. If you'd like to get in touch with me, please follow me on Twitter, at NJDavidD, and uh, happy to always chat with people and uh, see if I can get your ideas into the show. Thanks very much. Take care. Okay.